Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is uh, November 10th. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy uh, Newman PC has been conducting Zoom or conference call from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please put your camera on. Let our team know you're a newcomer. Uh, Preeti, can you speak? I can't hear you. Hi, Hi sir. Uh, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, actually... Uh... My husband uh, had I one forty with employer A, and mm-hmm. uh, we moved to India in two thousand eighteen, and my EAD got expired. Uh, so can I uh, can I apply the EAD with the uh, current I mean I one forty with employer A because he's uh, working for employer B right now and they haven't started the GC processing. Okay, where is your husband and where are you right now? Uh, my husband is in US and I am in India right now and I am going to come to US uh, to apply EAD. Do you mean to say after coming to US, you yeah. can you apply for the EAD even though he's not working for he he is not working for company A while I one for is with company A? Is that your question? Yes, yes, sir. Okay, when was the I one forty approved for company A? Uh, it was approved around 2017. Okay, it's not been withdrawn for 180 days after it's been approved, is it right? Yes. Absolutely, you can apply for EAD ban. Even though your husband is not working for that company that has an I-140 approval, you can use that I-140 approval to apply for the EAD. Oh, okay, sir. Okay, thank you so much. Next person, please. Bharat. Uh, hi, sir. Uh, I'm from Hyderabad. Thank you for taking my question. Uh, my H-1B got approved on uh, 6th of September, but I haven't received approval notice yet. I verify, I check with my consultant as well, and they have confirmed they did not receive also, and they have raised e-request for it. But what they are saying now is I can still go ahead and uh, book the visa slot. But to book the slot, we have to enter uh, our start date and expiration date in the visa portal, right? So can I enter the tentative date like from... Yeah, uh, that's fine. You, you you can enter the tentative date. It's not a problem. The end date will be there on the LCA. So you don't have to worry about that, okay? Okay, sir. And I want to also do one other thing called freedom of information, F-O-I-A. F-O-I-A, U-S-E-I-S. And you can file it, you will get a copy of the H1B approval. That will be good enough. Because if the service request, they're going to take, they will not give the H1B approval. Then they have to file something called I-824. It'll take about one year for you to get the H1B approval. The best thing is to file called F-O-I-A-U-S-E-I-S. 
I can directly go ahead and raise the raise You can actually do it raised by directly. Yes, sir. Next person, please. Thank, thank you, sir. Hi, sir. Uh, I am on L1A visa currently. My H1B okay. got approved. So mm -hmm. now when I'm planning to go to H1B, my previous employer with L1 visa, they are saying that they will do GC with EB1 category. So what is the is process? It... So and did you got the H1B approved? Approved, with yes. The with the With the with the change of status, it's approved. Right. And now they are calling me back to previous employer, are calling me back and they want to do EB1 category. I don't have uh, visa stamping in my passport as well. So do I need to go to India for visa stamping or can I do it, change of status, I-129 back again? There are two things you can do. You can file a change of status from H1 to HL1 again, okay? But okay. there is another method what you have. You can just go to Mexico and you can come back with showing the L1 visa, L1 I-94, L1 approval. Okay. It's called automatic revalidation. In that way, you will be on, you will be on a H1, you will be an L1 because if you go through the process though, it's going to cost you $2,500. You cannot work until the L1 is approved and all those things. Right. You got it? Okay. Yeah, I got it. So. I need to take Mexico visa and go like, I don't have you visa stamping. You, I know you don't have a visa stamping to come back into United States. You need a Mexican visa, but you don't need a US visa to come back. It's called automatic revalidation. If you want to know more about it, you can have a consultation, I'll speak with you. That's an easy method of getting the L1 approval. Yes, if the company is willing to apply for the, if the company is willing to apply for the EB1A, I would sacrifice everything for it, even the chance for it, for them to do it. Okay. Yep. Yep. Thank no, you, not sir. L1A, EB1C. Because EB1C, that's, right. yep. yeah, I would do it. I would sacrifice everything to go back to the company that will Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Shaker, Shaker, we cannot hear you. Hussein? Yes, hello. Yes, go ahead, sir. Yes, hello, sir. Uh, so the thing is, uh, my uh, I I don't I am on H on B, but my wife's green card got approved. But the category, I mean, she got the green green card, but the category written on her green card is wrong. I mean, she's supposed to have E twenty one, but it says F twenty six. Is that an issue? <laughs> okay, uh, F twenty six. But how did she get the green card? Uh, by NIW. Uh, what about you? Why did why did not you get the green card? I did not apply then because she applied before marriage, and everything. Okay. So now I'm gonna apply for it. But uh, she got her green card recently. Yeah, she can apply for a correction, but you can apply for an I-130 and four eight five right now, even though okay. the whole thing is getting corrected. Okay. Okay. So the question is, with this card, can she travel outside USA, or she needs to fix it first? Yeah, it says F2, what? F26, it should be E21 or E26. I know, F26, what is that? Like F, uh, it's family a based spouse of Spouse of permanent resident. Okay. 
Yeah, I would recommend not to travel. I would recommend to file an I-90. And once she files the I-90, she can get the passport stamping done. And based on that, she can travel outside the country though, rather than traveling on the F-26. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. If you, you want us to help you out to file the 485 for you, you can contact us at info at rnlockgroup.com under the F2A category, the category for which your wife got approved. Next person, please. Um, Rahul, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, so I have a quick question on uh, H1B to L2 transfer. So a couple of questions. Uh, is premium processing available on L2? And um, so once the L2 switch is filed from H1 to L2, can I start working or like can I stay in the US until it is approved? Uh, you can stay. Well, there is no premium processing for L2. Okay. Um, you can stay in the United States. Uh, but you cannot work. Once the L2 is approved, you can work. And how long is the process time roughly currently? Anywhere between three months to eight months. Three months to eight months. Okay. And uh, so it, it wouldn't be quicker if I were to go to India and get it stamped? Uh, get the you, can do, you, you, can, you can do one thing. First, you can apply for L2 if you want to and try to look for an appointment. Whenever you get an appointment, you go to India and get the thing done. Whichever okay. comes earlier, you can take it. You can have both options. Got it. And can I apply for L2? So I am. I will be on a grace period because I was laid off from my H1B job. So uh, I will be on a grace period starting a few weeks from now. And after the six, let's say if I apply by 59th day, is, is that okay? Or uh, why don't you apply on 40th day? Why do you want to go to the edge though? Okay. Okay. So I can apply any, so I can have two visas at the same time. Like I can have L2 and H1 at the same, valid visas at the same time. Like at the same time. Okay, what do you so mean same L2, time? Same time meaning, so L2, once L2 is filed, but H1B is still valid. So I have like, you can continue, you can continue working. Okay. I can continue working until the 60th day. I can find an H-1B sponsor until the 60th day of the grace period. You're absolutely. And then file H-1B. Yes. And then withdraw the L-2 afterwards. Or, so maybe is, have a, or you can still have the L-2 going on at the same time. So, 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 so here is the thing. Here is the thing. Let's say you got laid off on November 1st. Okay. okay. On December 10th, you file an L-2. Mm -hmm. Okay. And on December 15th, you file an H-1B extension, uh, transfer to a different company. You can do so. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if uh, once I'm on L2, once the L2 is filed and 60 day grace period is over, can I still uh, um, get an employer to file an H1 for me? No, they may, not they may not approve the H1B with a change of employer. <laughs> you can apply a change of status from L2 to H1. Okay, so but the employer will have to do that. The employer will have to do it. Then you but, cannot but work with the company approved. until, yeah, it's a, it's a problem there. It's a problem okay. there. If it's within sixty days, it's not a problem. If it's after sixty days, you better have a consultation with the lawyer. Okay, it's a bit okay. complex. Next Got person, please. But you can file the L two and still file the H one B within sixty days. Next person. Within sixty days. Yes. Once it um, crosses six years, you want to file H1B, consult a lawyer. Yes, go ahead. Uh, 
Um, hi, Rahul. Um, uh, like, I'm on F1 visa and for semester. Can I marry someone on H4 and quit my master's? Like, currently, I'm doing my master's first, first semester. You marry H4 or H1B? H1B and apply for a H4 H4 uh, and quit visa. And quit doing this, going to master's. School? Yeah. Absolutely, you can. Oh, thank you so much. Like, well, can I go I right did. away? Oh, you did. <laughs> can I go like right, like like today? If I apply, can I quit masters? Uh, in, like in the first semester, like I don't have to wait for yeah. it, it getting approved, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I did, buddy. Next person. Rujana. Uh, hi. So, um, thank you for taking my call. So, um, actually, I have a Dropbox appointment in December, and I'm on H four visa. Uh, and my husband H1 was never stamped. So basically we came on an L1, L2 uh, a couple of years back and we never went back. And then he never got a H1 stamp. It, it was just a conversion happened. So when, now when I go to, for a Dropbox, I, will there be a 221G chances of asking for an additional documentation or will there be any issue because there was no H1 stamp? Just, just, just because your husband's H1B is not stamped, uh, mm -hmm. you're still eligible for H4 stamping though. Have we seen any 221G asking, where is your husband's H-1B approval stamping? We have seen some. Uh, very yeah. rarely, very, very rarely. The officer is completely ignorant what he's doing. Uh, but if I were you, I would go for H-4 stamping. You will, 99% of the time, you should not have any problem. So in case, in, still, if they ask for 221G asking for H1 stamping, the only option is he has to come back, get it stamped, and then only I can I can fly back to no, this. No, I would, I would recommend to sue the, sue the administration, and that will be more easier. Then the officer will get a notice from the federal court. Hey, you know, did he do the proper job or not? That will be much faster rather than your husband making an appointment and coming and going and all those things. Do you see the issue? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I would do if I were you. Next person, please. And here is the one thing that I have on the 221G. You can watch the video if you want to. Harry. Okay. Hi, Rahul. Because some, sometimes going to court, especially when it's completely wrong, it's easier to get it done. Harry, go ahead. Hi, Rahul. So I'm in India at the moment and I'm having two H-1B petitions. One is active till February 21, last uh, next year. And the next one starting from Feb 22 till three years. So I need to go for stamping in DS-160, which I-797 I should mention. You should mention the one that's expiring in 2026. Oh, 26. 26. Okay. And I'll be getting okay. the stamping done right away. Right away. Now, there is a chance. The start date will definitely be November, okay? Okay. Sometimes the end date may be November 2025 instead of February of 2026. Sometimes the officers may give only until three years. And sometimes even if the officer gives until February of 2026, when you enter into the United States, they may only give for three years of H1B. But you're still not in any trouble. Okay, okay. Take it what you get, okay? Got it. But you should, you. when you mm -hmm. make an appointment with the consulate, you use the one which is expiring in 2026, not the one which is expiring in 2023. 
Next Got question, it. please. Got it. Thank you. Mahesh? Hi. This is Good a morning, com common question we get. Uh, go ahead, Mahesh. Yeah. Uh, so I've submitted my, uh, okay, I filed my I-485 in EB1 category and got I-140 approval, uh, then submitted I-693 uh, around September 26th or so. So how long does it take usually to get I-485 approved once I-693 is submitted? Your prior date is current, you said? Yeah, it's current, EB1. Only so I one forty is approved. Medical has been the only question they asked is a medical. It can be one week. It can be four months. Okay. Yeah, I haven't received any uh, receipt notice from them. Once I submitted six ninety three, I don't know if it is something expected. That's why I'm wondering. Should yeah, we expect something like that? Uh, should we expect what? Uh, once I submit I-693 medicals, should I expect any receipt notice from them? No, no, you won't get anything. Okay. okay? Yeah, thank you. But uh, but you can, if you want to though, if your I-140 is approved, mm -hmm. you may want to consider suing the USCIS if it's pending for more than one year though. Okay? No, no it's not pending for more than one year. It's just pending for uh, then uh, I would not less than 60 days. Yeah. No, yeah. I would definitely not bother. I will okay. definitely okay. not bother. Okay. Next person, yeah. please. Thank you. Shaker. Hey, Rahul. Uh, thanks for yes. Yes, go ahead. Hello? Yes, Shaker, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, I in November 2020, right? I downgraded my 140 I140 uh, from EB2 to EB3, and we filed uh, 485 EAD advance parole and all for me for my family. We uh, I got my green card uh, after downgrading. I mean, few months back, and my daughter uh, got AP in uh, uh, for the AB EB3 uh, uh, application, right? Uh, well, uh, so uh, I need to travel to India. Uh, so I'll be traveling uh, based on green card, what I got uh, on EB2. And my daughter uh, is having advanced parole combo card. Uh, she got in, uh, um, she got by EB3. 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 Uh, so uh, so uh, uh, while returning at port of entry, is there any issue? I got... Uh, I see the point. What you're telling is your green card is with EB2, but she has an advanced parole with EB3. She doesn't have an advanced parole with EB2 application. Can she travel on EB3 while your green card is approved under EB2? I would advise you not. She should not oh. travel. She should not travel? Yeah. And if she travels and she's successful, everything goes well in four months, okay? So that for the next guy, we're going to tell, okay, it's okay to travel. She can be uh, our, I don't want her to be the guinea pig. Oh, the, okay. Are the port of entry any issues, Rahul? Uh, I mean, yeah, since... they may say, they may say your 485 has been, uh, your 485 has been, uh, your 485 may have been denied in EB3. Or if she travels. No, your 485 has been denied in EB3. She's a dependent on it. Because okay. you said EB2 got approved, is right? 
so it may yeah. create a problem for her may create for, a problem for my daughter oh yeah oh, okay oh okay okay so okay. Uh, yeah so no only way okay uh, sorry uh, only way is like uh, i mean i need to wait till i till she gets her green card and then only she can travel or uh, she, if she gets if she gets an advance parole under eb2 she can did you not file an advance parole under eb2 for her no not yet file it now file it now file it oh. in advance parole for her now. next person please rahul okay. cannot hear you rahul can you hear me now yes i can go ahead okay awesome thank you for the opportunity uh, so i think um, i had asked the question and uh, you are recommended that um, i should be based off of the video that uh, for um, i need for extension if H1H4 and H4ED are all applied together. We could do the automatic revalidation before my wife's I-94 expires. So we could travel mm -hmm. to Mexico or Canada to and come back mm -hmm. uh, within 30 days. But our, for whatever reason, our attorney company's attorney has mentioned that my wife won't be able to come back to the U.S. if the H4 extension is approved while we are out of the country due to like the last action rule. Um, but I thought since that would be, since the H4 extension would be after our current I-94 expires, it shouldn't take effect. But they are saying that that's something that they would do. And then that way, even I could get into trouble since I'm traveling with uh, an approved uh, I-94. So I don't know. I don't know where they are coming up with the law. That is completely wrong what they're telling. Okay. So essentially, I mean, even though, uh, so because I think they are preventing us from traveling till her uh, uh, this thing comes back in hand. Because I mean, one other thing is our uh, the H1 and H4 visa in our passport um, expired in 2019, but we have uh, the uh, extension till uh, December 2022. So our plan was, any we do this revalidation before. Ignor, I don't know. I don't know where they are coming with the law. I don't understand where they are coming. With. Even if your wife's H4 is extended while she's outside the country, she will have no problem in coming back to the United States. Okay. Okay. So how do I tell them? What do I tell them? Because they are preventing us from Why traveling. Do, how do they know you're traveling? I mean, so that's why we because uh, they wanted they they have a questionnaire in which we are saying that are you going to travel in the next few until the application is pending. You should not be traveling, something they mentioned. And so uh, if we even mention this, then they're like, we are not responsible if things go haywire. We are not going to be supporting you. So that Next kind of thing, person, so. please. Next person, please. <laughs> I mean, do you listen everything what your mom tells to you? You did not. So next person, please. You wouldn't be here. You would have been an IAS officer or something like that. <laughs> Next person, please. Shushmita. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, uh, sir, uh, like um, um, my uh, H1 got approved with company A. If I transfer, uh, I mean, the payroll has not started. If I transfer that to a company B, so will that company A be still be in my history that I went to that company? Yes. You're okay. But did you work with company A or you never worked with company B? Yeah, I never worked. The payroll is not set. If, if that, so you are working with company X right now? What, which company are you? Yeah, company X, company X. And now you have a H1B approval with company A, but you never yeah. work with company A. Yeah. So no, it will never be in your history. You no, don't have to mention anywhere 
that you work with company A or you got a H1B approval with company A. You don't have to use the I-797 anywhere. Okay. Okay? Okay. 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 Then. Thanks. Next person, please. Sanjeev. Sanjeev Kumar. Sorry, I was just listening. I didn't have any questions. Thank you very much, Rahul and everybody. Sure. No problem. Next person, please. iPhone, Vijana. Uh, hi, uh, this is Ajay. Uh, uh, I think my wife asked her earlier question about uh, she being traveling alone without me accompanying her. Uh, I think the 221G, if she gets a 221G in case because she she's not carrying my visa copy, uh, well, any idea about what is the time frame? Uh, it takes for two to three. It's, it's, it's only two to three percent of the time we see those things, though. Uh, okay. I, and I cannot, I cannot tell you the time frame. It can be like one month, two months. Suing them is the best option because it's absolutely a wrong decision for them not to give the H4 for her because you don't have the H1B stamping. Okay, but suing okay. would take uh, like if approximately, you have to sue typically about 70 days. 70 days. Okay. Okay. Got it. Because I think she's working on EAD. So we just wanted to understand the risk. If it, if we get into that case where she can't work from India, she has to come back and she would work in India. Thank you. Thank you. Rahul. Okay. Ravindra. Hey, Rahul. So Rahul, uh, same thing, 485 applied, those downgrade upgrades and everything. Uh, so I did an interfile, then never filed um, EB2 uh, straight. Um, my priority date is October 2013, mm -hmm. and uh, I am planning to switch my job um, um, in the first quarter of next did, year. Did, did you did you say did you interfile or you did not interfile? I did an interfile. Okay, when did you interfile? Uh, interfiled in the month of um, August 2022. Yes. Okay, so if you change the job within six months after you interfile, there is a chance they may say that you are still in a B three there is 20 percent chance for it okay so only risk is i just wait 180 days that's the thing i count right if if not you're you may be stuck with ev3 that's the only risk okay and the last point is uh, my daughter is um, 14 years old or 15 years old so am i risking okay. her i mean uh, leave the part of uh, getting current but in any way i am getting stuck to or am i risking anything I would want you to make an appointment because what is she locked in EB3 or, is she, uh, or you're only counting on EB2? Only counting on EB2. EB3, she didn't get locked. I would say there is a 20% risk that 20% uh, risk for that she's not locked under EB3. We can't count interfiling as a locking system though. I would give you 20% risk. So, uh, uh, that risk has nothing to do with me uh, changing jobs, right? It's only the risk of uh, she. Uh, I, I five percent of the risk would include. I mean, these are all the speculative things, though. Right. Right? There's not no certainty in those things. Yeah, it, it's a certain percentage of it is because you're moving out of the job too. Okay. Okay. And uh, uh, for now, this, situation, because you, you cannot lock her later on. It, it, she must have already been locked. Or she's never locked because who knows when the priority date is going to become current. So go ahead. You're speaking something. Yeah. Last question is in this case where my daughter has a chance of 20% not being locked, should I maintain my H1B or I can, can I get out of H1B? I would get out of H1B because she's 14. So even if she is not locked, it's seven years. Maintaining us seven years is a big problem. 
at the most she will have to go outside the country to get the stamping for f1 visa so if i were you i would not maintain the h1b uh, i'll go to the questions that are coming online thanks i Robert. came to you say on in 2014 and h4 and got h1b in 2014 now and h1 is i haven't visited india for past i'm after i came you sent my question here is will be in impact if i plan no just because you're here for like nine or ten years without going for stamping has no impact negative or positive when you go for stamping i don't see any problem with it um i think so sushmita already answered um Chiv, uh, chidvir my passport is expiring seven months can i go for visa stamping in india i'm applying for renewal after stamping is done bring it along with the old one yeah you can go for stamping even though seven months is there you can go for stamping um and as long as when you enter into united states you have that you have the new passport then you will get the i-94 until your i-797 expires but if you don't have the new passport they may give an i-94 only until seven months so you should contact a lawyer within that seven months so check your i-94 you'll be in big danger if you don't check your uh, i-94 so even though your passport is valid for seven months your i-797 let's say is valid until 2024 you'll get the stamping until 2024 but when you enter into united states with the old passport though you may be only allowed up to seven months or sometimes they may allow until the expiration of i-797 you need to check it immediately and i mean h1b for years back in 2016 on uh, airport officer gave i-94 according to visa not new i recently looked up one year gap after that i got multiple h1b Will I face any GC or adjustment of status? Do I need to go for stamping or margaritas, which is enough? I see the point there. I see the point. So you're speaking that the I-94 was, after the I-94 expired, you stayed for one year and then you got the multiple extensions. Stamping is definitely not needed. I would definitely do margarita switch though. I would definitely do margarita switch but sometimes though it may or may not be enough though but there is nothing you can do right now but i would definitely do the margarita switch uh, the reason is that yeah it, it it may not have cured your complete problem um uh, surujana uh, i'm working on ead if they ask for 221 is there any particular time frame i think so i already answered her question um, is it legal for a person to work on multiple employers remotely and uh, uh, 40 hours each without knowing each other? Yeah, it's perfectly legal. As long as you get that 983, or I forgot the form number, signed by both the companies and you issue, give it to DSO, you're good. You're, you don't have any problem. Thank you guys for coming. The next Zoom call will be tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.